0: Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news.
1: not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central.
0: And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Ship Shape Your Finances Show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, We have a fantastic show uh, tonight. Actually, uh, this is the first episode of my Women and Finances series here on the Shape Your Finances Show. So, You're in for a big, big treat. I want to give a thanks to all of my listeners, my regular listeners, and a huge thanks to all of my uh, new listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, remember, uh, for my new listeners, my radio show is a financial and life empowerment show, and I focus on improving your financial outlooks, but I also like to give out life lessons, that means my job, my purpose, my passion is to educate you in all the other important areas of life, mind, body, and spirit, to help you live life to the fullest. So in a nutshell, I am here to help you. So we want to thank God right now for another blessed day to make a positive difference in the lives of other people. So let me share with you a little bit about the Women in Finance series. Uh, We're going to be doing this, or I'm going to be doing this, over the next six months. And I have a number of shows, uh, or should I say the the majority of the shows that I'll be doing over the next six months. Uh, We have a variety of different guests from various backgrounds, various professions, talking about money, talking about finances, but also to talk about the challenges and the achievements from the perspective of women. So tonight uh, we have uh, Miss Dion Blanks on the show, and we're going to be talking about just those things tonight. So uh, I ask that you please stay tuned uh, in for our conversation because it's coming up in just a few moments. Now, if you have not, uh, if you're not aware, you can catch all of the shows of the CWR Talk Network, as well as my show, which is a part of the network, you can listen to all of our shows uh, on, not just on the CWRTalkNetwork.com website, but you can also listen to all of the programs on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, In addition to that, I have created a gallery of all of the past guests that I've had here on my show on my website. I've also cataloged all of the shows uh, since our inception back in 2017. So if you go to www.shipmanconsulting.com, you can uh, click on the microphone and it will take you right over to uh, the page that I have created specifically for the show. And you can see a gallery of all the past guests and a listing of all the shows. So I would encourage all of you to click on that, go through and listen to some of the past shows. We've touched on a variety of different topics. I've had a variety of different guests, and it gets better and better and better. So this year, 2019, I'm doing something a little bit different, but we always want to make sure that we do things that were, number one, educate, number two, motivate, number three, and to empower you not only financially, but in life in general. So with that being said, let's move forward. Uh, tonight I have as my guest, uh, she is the founder and president of the Economic Empowerment Circle, LLC, a financial coaching company that focuses on financial literacy and education. She is a graduate of uh, North Carolina a and State University, where she earned a B.S. degree in finance, and graduated sum cum laude in 1999. Dion is deeply passionate about coaching women to develop a money mindset and to strategically build wealth. With over 20 years' experience in the financial services and wealth management industry, Dion has witnessed how financial guidance assists high net worth and affluent clients with achieving financial goals. It is her desire to use her experience and bring those same advantages to the broader public. She is known for her effective and holistic approach to helping her clients to eliminate debt, implement effective money management skills, and build A1 credit. In addition to her academic background and work experience, Dion is also an accredited financial counselor through the Association for Financial Counseling and Planning Education, as well as a Ramsey Solution Master Financial Coach. She provides one-on-one as well as group financial coaching and conducts wealth boot camps for students. She is dedicated to helping individuals improve their financials and begin to thrive no matter where they are in the process right now. So with uh, just a huge thanks, let us welcome to the show Ms. Dion Blanks. Hello, Dion. How are you?
2: Hi, Lionel. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to speak with you today.
0: Thank you so much for uh, uh, accepting the invitation and being a part of this series. So thank you so much for joining in. Yes, so we're my just pleasure. Gonna jump, okay. We're going to jump right in, if you don't mind, because I always want to make sure that I reserve as much time uh, for my guest. And seeing that this is a very important topic and a very good series to start off with, as I often ask all of my guests that I have here on the show, I love to hear personal experiences. So with that being said, will you please share your money experience or your money story growing up?
2: Absolutely. Um, So let me just start. I am one of four siblings. We were raised by uh, a single mother. She definitely put food on the table every day and made sure we had a roof over our head and clean clothes to wear, but we didn't have that much extra, you know. So we lived in an area um, that was referred to as, I guess they would call it the project. Um, but she still gave us all the love and support and everything that we needed in order to become, you know, contributing members of society. So I say all that to say we were poor, but we never felt that way. Um, So it kind of shaped us uh, in a way that touched us all. One of the earliest memories that I can recall is whenever my mother called us into her bedroom and let us all know that she had been laid off. Uh, Mm I had to be probably around... Six or seven years old when that happened, but it never left my mind, and um just looking at the reaction of my siblings and how they reacted to the news that the only person who was bringing in income had just been let go from her job, it affected all of us, and I could just see it you know on the faces of especially my older brother and sister and asking questions about how we were gonna make it and how we were gonna eat. I just knew it was not going to be. A good thing, mm-hmm. so um, with that being said, it kind of hit all of us, and it was at that early age that all of us began to start like side businesses and you know doing whatever we could do in order to contribute uh, and create income on our own. so as funny as it may be, now, looking <laughs> back at seven years old, my sister and I starting businesses. Um, and selling, like, collages of different pictures and things like that, hmm. whatever we could do. Yeah, so that that's kind of how we came into the mindset of, yes, have a job, but also have different streams of income that could be used to, you know, supplement that job if anything like that ever happened. And we kind of carried it over like that. So that that was the foundation of um, where I started.
0: Oh, fantastic. See, I I love hearing – how we all started out. I mean, we all started out differently. Some may have had, and thankfully, some that had did not have to go through the struggles. But when it comes to money, when it comes to foundation, uh, when it comes to instilling those values uh, early on in our lives, that's what counts. So as we, you know, I I was kind of smiling as you were sharing your story. Um, I know at one point growing up, uh, my mom and dad, I didn't find this out until I became an adult. I would always tell my mom, you know, wow, you know, thank you for the life that you gave us, you know, growing up. I always thought that we were, quote, unquote, uh, affluent uh, uh, doing well until my mom and dad told me about the struggles uh, that they had growing up. You know, it was, you know, seven wow. of us. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that, you know, every year we would go on vacation. You know, well, our vacation, let me tell you this, when they say vacation, I'm not talking about seven days going somewhere. Uh, I grew up in Alabama, and we we went to the beach, Panama City Beach, at least once or twice during the summer, and that was only for one day. Well, I thought that that's what vacation was all about. You had one day of, you know, (laughs) going to the beach. I thought that, we wow, you know, those vacations on I, the I would never forget those times. And I'm thinking, wow, boy, we had a great time. You know, we went to the beach. And when I got older and, you know, I was talking to my mom, she said, boy, she said, we were barely making it. She said, there were times when I would spend all my money just to get food on the, on the table to buy you clothes. And I'm thinking, but no, we went to the beach. You know, we had all these things, she said. <laughs> so, so. you know, it's, it's very, very encouraging, you know, to to hear how we've made it and we've gotten to where we are right now. But we always look back on those times and those stories because it added to our character and who we are today. So uh, thank you so much. I
2: absolutely agree. It's so funny how a mother's love or a parent's love can supplement anything materially. Um, materialistically that you may have let growing up. You don't even know that you were poor or grew up without because of so much love that was given to you. Yeah, so it's a great thing.
0: And see, and and I've measured it. Now, this is funny. I I think about uh, on top of the refrigerator in our old home, we used to have like four or five boxes of cereal. I thought that that was like, wow, you know, (laughs) the small things that, you know, I look back on and I'm thinking, well, that, that, wasn't a true measurement of what was going on, but I'm thinking I had every type of cereal I wanted.
2: <laughs> yeah. You have all these options. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so t- tell me then how, what, what led you into the field of finance, you know, and starting your own company? How did you get started?
2: Absolutely. Sure. So because I started making money on my own so early and I started actually working a job at age of 14, I began to um, learn how to manage my money very early. And before long, I had people in my family who were much older than I was to come to me and ask how to start saving money and that type of thing. So I would sit down with them in high school and do what I now know is a budget and look at all of their income, all of their expenses, and help them to figure out how to approach different goals that they had. And it was just so early, but it was so exciting, and I loved it so much that I decided to go to college for finance, um, okay. because I knew that I would love that part of, of what I did. So I went to A&T and majored in finance, but... Little did I know, because we were first-generation college students, the first in our family to ever go to college, um, okay. that we were taught about corporate finance. So gotcha. just to fast-forward a little bit, I ended up majoring in finance and went to work for one of the top corporations in the world as a financial analyst. Well, okay. it, it took me less than a year to realize that's not the type of finance that I wanted to do
0: gotcha. um, instead
2: of corporate finance. I left there shortly after, not having hadn't even been there a whole year. And I went to work for a nonprofit corporation doing credit counseling for attorneys and doctors and that type of thing. So that's when I yeah. really got into um, looking at the finances of uh, middle income to, to high net worth uh, clients and really seeing that we all have a similar story. Um, we all need help in some areas of our lives managing money. Uh, So from that point on, I went to wealth management for um, larger banks, and I worked with high net worth and affluent clients in order to – I basically did the accounting for wealth management. And um, in 2017, I left that area, and I really wanted to focus on those who were being overlooked in uh, wealth management or institutional investors, people with less than a million dollars in investable assets, Um, they were really being ignored by the banking industry. You can't necessarily go into a bank and sit down with anyone and actually get that one-on-one advice as far as um, finances. So I recognized a huge gap there and decided to go full-time into financial coaching and specifically coaching um, women. So that's how I ended up where I am now.
0: Oh, fantastic, and I love the the focus. Um, you know, sometimes people are, are not, some they're not given the opportunity, and I think a lot of time is education is key. When you can teach, uh, I use the analogy, I think of a, I rather teach someone how to fish as opposed to just showing them all the time because if I teach them, then they can be able to do it on their own. And I, I love yeah. the focus that you have with teaching them how to manage their money so uh, they can do it on their own. You're giving them the education. You're giving them the steps uh, along the way. Now, when, in doing that, uh, why, do you, why do some people find it hard to manage money? Uh, in, in, in All the people that you have dealt with, why do, what's a common theme there? Why, why is it so hard to manage money?
2: Um, A lot of times it goes back to the way that we uh, either were raised. We did not necessarily, if you think about it, especially uh, being African-American or black in the country, we haven't always had a lot of money to manage. So this generation here, you're really starting to see um, people going to college and kind of getting middle-income jobs. Well, if they were never taught how to manage money, growing up, and it's definitely not taught in school, then we yeah. really have to understand that it's not been um, something that has been common knowledge. So whenever I'm speaking with my clients, I always start at, you start with the basics um, of mm-hmm. finance and then build from that point. Um, because a lot of times it's the knowledge that's lacking or you know, the financial literacy education that's lacking. And so we start with a broad um, overview of finances first, and then we build based on their specific financial goals and situations. Uh, so that's what I tend to see is just basically a lack of uh, knowledge, and sometimes it's mindset. A lot of times it's mindset. Um, yes, ma'am. Yeah, so just to touch on that um, a little bit, even after uh, we've talked and people have read books or listened to videos and that type of thing, it's no longer about what they don't know anymore. It's more so about changing their behavior. Um, And I tend to find that the knowledge is about 20%. The behavior is about 80% as far as making substantial changes in their lives regarding finance. So Mm -hmm. at that point, we really have to, look back in order to look forward. And by that I mean like really going back and seeing exactly what type of uh, concepts and what type of limiting beliefs were taught to them as children and how we can um, break through those limiting beliefs. So that's a part of the counseling part of what I do um, is looking at that. For example, I may have some clients or I have had clients to tell me that whenever they were raised, especially if they were raised in church, I was raised in church as well,
0: sometimes
2: yes. some of those um, thoughts came from, okay, it's easier for, you know, a fat man to get through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get into to heaven. That mm-hmm. type of thing stuck with you as a child, and for whatever reason, um, you kind of began to equate being wealthy or being rich with being bad.
0: And so that's
2: very deep to learn at a very young age and not even understand how it's affecting your decisions as an adult subconsciously. So we look at that, and then we look and see how money can be used as a tool. And I explain this all the time, that money is simply a tool. And if it's in the hands of someone who's evil, they'll probably do evil things with it. If it's in the hands of someone who is, you know, a giver, they will do giving things with it. It's all about you as a person person, yes. and uh, making sure that your heart is in the right place and that type of thing. So I work with my clients on changing their mindset around having money. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and so that is the basis of, of what I do. Um, and we spend a little bit of time on that because I do think that it's important for them to know that money only makes you more of who you already are. So um, we go, you know, we continue from that point on after we have that understanding about how to use money. Uh, And then you're not deflecting money. You're not treating it as something that you want to get rid of. It's something that you want to use as a tool in order for you to build your financial house and in turn uh, build generational wealth for your children.
0: Absolutely. I I love it. I, I I sum up what you just said. Change your mindset, change your life.
2: Yeah, absolutely. At one hundred percent for
0: sure. Yeah. All uh, right. Well we're gonna we're gonna hold with that thought right there and we're gonna continue our conversation, Dion. It's very good. I, I I hope that all the listeners are taking notes. Uh, and so we can apply this information as it go across the airway. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to re, uh, come back and uh, go, for the most part, in the second part of our conversation uh, with my uh, special guest during this Women and Finances series. Uh, we'll be coming right back with Ms. Dion Blanks. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back.
1: to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show with host Lionel Shipman on the CWR Talk Network. The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like fighting domestic violence. Domestic violence survivor Shireen Rice discusses how domestic violence affects all of us on her show, Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse. Shireen interviews other survivors of domestic violence who share their very personal experiences in hopes of encouraging listeners who may be undergoing domestic violence to get out of that dangerous situation and how they may do that in order to avoid the dangerous consequences if they don't. Join Shireen and her guests every second and fourth Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central Time exclusively on the CWR Talk Network. Welcome back to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances Show with your host Lionel Shipman on the CWR Talk Network.
0: Well, welcome back. If you just joined us, uh, I'm continuing my conversation uh, with Miss Dion Blanks in our first episode of the Women and Finances series here on the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. So we're going to, uh, I guess, skip, jump gears a little bit, Dion, and I want to tackle, I guess, some of the the personal sides uh, of your life. As a woman and starting your business, operating in corporate America, uh, doing the work that you're doing, what were some of the challenges or some of the struggles you faced along the way?
2: Sure. Um, so the work that I did in corporate America was very interesting because it, was, it showed me a lot about the um, gap between who was offering the services and who actually needed the services. And I say that because most of the people that I worked with in wealth management were older white men. Um, They have been working in that area for for years, and it's always been dominated by that group. So whenever you have someone who may have some assets that uh, need management or they may need assistance, it's very difficult to get in there and really speak with someone who knows where you're coming from. And women specifically have unique challenges, Um, for example, Women have to be the wife and the mother. They also are now taking care of their parents, and it's just very unique situations that another woman could more so relate to. Uh, And so just seeing that in corporate America play out, it was very interesting, and it's definitely a need for um, women to go into the field of finance so that we can help each other through these situations. Um, But being there on the other side, seeing this, it was a little frustrating, but at the same time, I learned a lot. And I'm now able to apply that to to my company and build it in a way that is conducive to establishing a relationship with um, other women and making sure that we're getting all of the services and the attention that we need in order to, you know, develop a financial life that we actually love and that we're not struggling through life. So um, that's one of the, the things that
0: I've seen. Okay. I know that uh, you you hit on something there. <laughs> Passing down what you have learned. You know, I think it's vitally important that we do this, that, you know, if I have gone through or you've gone through certain struggles, certain challenges uh, along the way, I think it's vitally important to pass down uh, the do's and the don'ts, the things that you've learned, the way you the, the things or the methods that you have used to overcome uh, those challenges. I think it's so, so, so important. And sometimes I just wonder why we as people, be it black, white, blue, or green, be it man uh, or woman, why is it so difficult sometimes to pass down what you have learned so the other person won't have to go through those things, or they have the knowledge of how to go through those things. I've often Absolutely. wondered, why is that? Yeah, yeah. To, to me, it reminds you know, me I of... Can...
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Go ahead. I'll let you talk. Go ahead.
2: Oh, no, you can go right
0: ahead. Yeah, it, just real quickly. It reminds me of uh, the analogy of crabs in a bucket. Mm. If you ever seen crabs in a bucket, they're all fighting to try to get out. They will step over each other, push each other down just so that they can get out. I don't like that crab mentality. When we learn to move ourselves from that crab mentality and learn to embrace each other to help each other up, we can all enjoy the successes, we can all enjoy the achievements in our in our individual roles and we can celebrate together that we're all successful. So that's that's my little two cents. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. I I agree with you 100%. Um, I think, in my opinion, what I've seen is the embarrassment that comes along with lessons that you learn. Um, A lot of times those lessons are not enjoyable. They're very painful, um, especially when it comes to finances. Um, You even see this with parents. Like you said, you thought you were rich. You had all these options. (laughs)
1: up there you know before <laughs> years
2: later that, you know, yeah. how your parents were actually struggling. And I think yeah. that we do our children a disservice um, somewhat by not bringing them along for the ride. So yeah. I have a 12-year-old and a 6-year-old right now, and things that I have gone through, especially with credit cards, um, telling them about what I have gone through at such an early age. Um, and going to college and being approached by all these credit card companies and thinking it was free money. Because, again, Mm -hmm. I didn't have any experience with that. I understand now how important it is to tell your children very early as possible about all of these things so they will understand. But at the same time, I do understand how people can be a little bit embarrassed and not wanting to show that side of themselves to even their children or their close relatives. But little do they know that by sharing their experiences, they could prevent this from happening to someone that they love in their family. So it's yes. very important that we open our eyes and begin to say, okay, this happened to be, let me tell you how to avoid it. Uh, and if you really love a person, you will show them that side of yourself whenever they are able to understand what's going on. And at the same time, now that we are into building our wealth and our assets, we show them the other side of it. And whenever we're collecting rent from our tenants or if we're doing repairs on one of our houses, the boys are right there with us showing or seeing that side of wealth building as well as far as real estate and stocks and bonds and business ownership. So it's important for us to begin to open up our lives to the people that we love and share our stories with as many people as possible because it gives them the um, permission almost in order to open back up and start a dialogue so that we can begin to learn from each other's experiences and grow. You know, I always say what is the point of every single generation starting over from zero when all we had to do was share the knowledge that we had.
0: Fantastically stated, I have to say. So I, I would say then, uh, I guess that's probably another question that I was going to ask is, how did you overcome some of the challenges that you face? Uh, what what, what? maybe one or two tips uh, for the listening audience of overcoming uh, the challenges that you faced, uh, or, or just overcoming challenges in general?
2: Sure. Um, overcoming financial challenges specifically, um, I'll go through – actually, let me go through the overcoming challenges in general – Um, The first thing that I can say about overcoming any challenge is to open your mouth. And I say that because solitude is your enemy whenever you're going through challenges. You don't want to put your face on Facebook, your your business on Facebook or social media, but get into a space. Absolutely, that's not helpful. Um, (laughs) What I would suggest is to get into a space with people who can actually help you and have your best interest at heart. And if all else fails, definitely uh, seek out counseling from someone who has been there and done that or who has the professional experience in order to help you out. What you don't want to do is sink into solitude and try to handle everything on your own. So that's any type of challenge that you're going through. Just get around another person or other people that you can trust and start to um, dig your way out slowly and be patient with yourself, but also make sure that you have a plan, an accountability partner. You have to have someone on your team who is able to hold you accountable. If you don't have a spouse, reach out to a sister or a cousin or a friend, someone um, that you trust that can hold you accountable. That's whether you're trying to get more money, build your wealth, you know, get out of debt, lose weight, whatever that challenge may be, make sure you have someone in your corner that's cheering you on. So that's in general.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. um,
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Financially, whenever you are overcoming uh, anything financially, a lot of times it's going to be um, steeped in some type of debt or some type of money that you owe on back taxes or something like that. Um, The first thing that I would recommend is you sit down and you call all of your creditors and find out exactly where you are and who you owe what to. So once you have that list, you can then prioritize who's going to get paid first. And what I do with my clients is we sit down and we create this list and we go through and we list them in order of account balances. And we attack one of those debts at a time. And once we – it's called the debt snowball method. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that or or not. But it's basically – Yeah. yeah. So you're going through and you're attacking one debt at a time. And the important part about that is you're not putting a little bit towards each one of the debts. You're making minimum payments on everything else except that one payment that you're focusing on paying off. Um, And that allows us to – go in and focus and be laser-focused on getting these debts paid off one at a time. But before we do all of that, there has to be a cash flow plan. And this is something that we work with usually at the first session is going through and looking at their um, my inflows and outflows and the surplus that they have left over and then focusing that surplus. On their financial goals whether it's saving or paying off debt so that's what I would suggest just get everything in order and then attack one thing at a time
0: okay perfect great great now as we're coming down to a close uh, of, of our chat I guess tonight uh, can you give us your contact information how can people contact you your, your company and your organization
2: Absolutely. So you can definitely follow me on uh, social media. On Facebook, the Facebook page is Economic Empowerment Circle. On Instagram, the uh, tag is Economic Empowerment. And you can also schedule a 20 to 30-minute complimentary consultation for joining us today on the show. You can go to www.calendly.com. Dot com backslash ee circle and let me give that once again spelling it is www dot c a l e n d l y dot com backslash e e c i r c l e and we can definitely set up a time to speak about 20 to uh, 20 minutes and figure out where you are and how I can get you to achieving your uh, financial goals.
0: Oh, fantastic. Now, real quickly, uh, anything new on the horizon for you or for your company in the next three to six months?
2: Absolutely. I'm actually um, gathering together a Crush Debt Build Wealth wealth, um, course. And it will be one that you can take that is self-paced, that will go through everything from developing your personal cash flow plan to eliminating debt and also increasing your credit score. So I'm very excited about introducing um, this course. You can definitely – Send me an email if you're interested in it to info at EconomicEmpowermentCircle.com. And in the subject line, you can just put Crush Debt Bill Wealth, and you'll be added to um, the list. And whenever that comes out, it should be around March 15th, you'll be the first to know. Um and I just am excited about this because it's gonna allow people to go at their own pace. And sometimes like you like we talked about, some people are a little bit more embarrassed about their financial situation, which they shouldn't be, should just reach out for okay. help. But this will allow them to learn from the background and, and go at their own pace.
0: Okay. Perfect. Great, great. Dion, I can't thank you enough for I get hey, you the first guest during this series. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your experience, sharing your knowledge, and educating us tonight uh, from your perspective.
2: My pleasure. It was very delightful. I enjoyed.
0: Good, good, good. Well, that's a wrap. I want to thank you so much, listeners, for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 830 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And remember, if you have not listened to any of the past shows, I would encourage you to do so. You can go to my website at ShipmanConsulting.com, that's ShipmanConsulting.com, and you have created a gallery for all my past guests, but has a listing of all the shows since the inception of, uh, of the show. And we're also, we can also be heard on Google Play, Stitcher, or iTunes, and Please touch base. Please follow me on social media. You can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, definitely uh, log on to my website uh, weekly. Uh, I have a YouTube channel as well. And lastly, if you haven't purchased my book, my book is called Sacred Vows, The Not or Not. It is a relationship communication book geared for couples, and it touches on four different areas. Family, Finance, Lifestyle, and Intimacy. Lifestyle, excuse me, Lifestyle, Then, Sex, and Intimacy. So it touches on that, but the basis of the book is to open up communication between uh, you and your soon-to-be spouse or you and your spouse. So it's a great tool to have uh, to help build your relationship. Now, in closing, I want you to always remember these words regarding your life and your money. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. We'll talk to you next week as we continue our series of the Women and Finances series. Take care to next time. We're going to go out with a little bit of music here. This song is called Last But Not Least by Mr. Gerald Albright. Take care to then.